Today's Sunday sermon has been made possible by the members of Southside Christian Fellowship Church and listeners like you. Thank you so much for your continued prayerful and financial support of this ministry. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and how to get involved, or simply want to give a gift, please just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net today. And so even today, as we think about the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, the sacrifice that was made, we need to take hold of him like we've never taken hold of him ever before. We need to lean into Jesus in such a way that we know that he has us and that we have him. I know why his name is above every name. Any name that can wash away sin has got to be the greatest name it has ever been on the planet. Easter Sunday should be one of the most exciting days in a Christian's life. On this day, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's just what we did here at Southside Christian Fellowship during a special sunrise drive-in service. In this special Easter message from Pastor Eddie Mason, he discusses how to lean into Jesus and find the security of his love and forgiveness. I am so glad that we're here this morning. I'm glad we're gathered together in the name of Jesus, and especially on the celebration of resurrection. I hope over the past 30 or 40 days that you've considered Jesus an awful lot. I hope you do it all the time, but especially in the season that we're in, I hope that you're thinking and dwelling on and meditating on Jesus and what he did for each one of us. Over the last week, uh, we've been fasting and praying out of Isaiah, and the Lord has brought conviction to me on humility. He's brought conviction to me on repentance. These things have just been so strong in my heart and in my mind, and so every day I have been coming before the Lord and just going through a cleansing. Early this morning, the Lord woke me up, and, and it was so strange. When I walked outside, it was like there was... It was a brand new day. Everything was brilliant. Everything was beautiful and glorious. And I started singing a song that John Forbaugh used to say, singing, I am saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. I am singing thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. I am saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. I just got so excited about Jesus this morning. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'll ever take church for granted again either. I, I, this, this whole thing of not being able to come together is just really just played on my heart. As we're celebrating the re- resurrection of Jesus, my first thoughts about Jesus have to do with the, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. And, and when I think about the, the lamb that was slain, I think about Abraham and Isaac, and Abraham and Isaac were going up the mountain, and in Genesis 22, 7, Isaac said to Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. God did provide for himself the lamb. The lamb was his only begotten son, Jesus. And so he was. this decision was made before the foundations of the earth. When creation fell, that redemption would be available. In Revelation 5.11, it says, Then I looked, 
And I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the voices of many angels, numbering myriads upon myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessings and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped. This is the lamb that was slain. This was the the lamb that was the burnt offering for for our sins. And so this worship that comes forth comes out of this this heart of, of understanding that Jesus Christ paid it all. We've been studying the book of Kings, and in the book of Kings, it's talking about people taking hold of the horns of the altar. And as they take hold of the horns of the altar, they're pleading for mercy with God. And the horns on the altar represented the sacrifice that was being offered up. And as they were crying out for mercy, and today as we think about the horns on the altar, the horns that are on the altar for us is Jesus himself. And so even today, as we think about the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, the sacrifice that was made, we need to take hold of him like we've never taken hold of him ever before. We need to lean into Jesus in such a way that we know that he has us and that we have him. The security and the knowledge of the love and the forgiveness of God is what helps us to keep going from day to day. I don't know about you, but I need his mercy every day. I need the love of Jesus every day that I'm alive. And so I, I think about this, this thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Verse 12 says, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, and might, honor, glory, and blessing. And so he is worthy to receive all of those things. So I, I am just so thankful for what Jesus did. He, again, he was slain before the foundation of the world. And so this lamb that was slain. I think about John and John walking in and, and talking about nobody was worthy. And he sees this animal, this, this lamb come forth. It, it looks to all appearances as weakness. And yet the angel said, he is worthy. He is worthy. And so we want to join with the angels and declare that Jesus is worthy. Amen. Amen. Jesus is worthy. So after thinking about the lamb that was slain before the, the foundation of the world, I began to think about the infant son. I began to think about the baby Jesus. I, I love Christmas time, and I love thinking about the baby, and I, I think about the, the humility of God. Think about what the God did. Now, Jesus is God. Amen. Jesus is God. And so Jesus then takes on humanity. There is no, there is, there's never been such an example of humility in all the earth as our God displayed before us. And, and so too, many, too many people have trouble with that. They don't see God as displaying any kind of humility. For, or for that matter, most of them don't see him with his compassion. But our God, our God took on incarnation he took on flesh and blood and bone not only did he do that but god the god that holds the entire universe in his hand confined himself to the womb of a woman now think about what i'm telling you he took on flesh blood was born as a baby into this earth 
all for the very purpose of being the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Man, I'm telling you what, when we think about the humility of Jesus, it's, it's, it's just mind-boggling. In Philippians 2.5, he said, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. As if being born of a, of a woman wasn't the humility. I mean, God himself being born of a woman, if that's not humble enough, it says that he became naked and beaten and hung on a cross for us. And then he tells us, be humble. Man, we have to keep that servant's attitude. If we're really going to celebrate the resurrection of Christ, we have to celebrate it in a way that honors him. And the way we honor him is, first of all, to receive the forgiveness that, that he gave to us. And then secondly, it's not to walk as one that, that, that is above, but one that is a humble servant. Guess what? We can be a humble servant as well. We can bow ourselves down low. And when we think we're low, we need to bow just a little bit lower. As we begin to meditate on what Jesus did, God himself, the way he humbled himself, we need to humble ourselves. And don't think too much of ourselves in the way of how, how glorious we are and how people ought to serve us. No, we need to put on the garment of a servant. We need to walk in the very power and the, and the presence of that humility that Christ himself walked in. And so here he is, uh, the baby Jesus, slain before the foundation of the world. Then he comes into the earth born. My next thought then goes from being a baby to the resurrected king. That's the one I like the most. You see, you can think about him before the foundation of the earth. You can think about him when he walked the face of the earth, which was a glorious time. But now we have to think about him in terms of being king of kings and lord of lords. He's resurrected. Jesus is risen. And you say he's risen indeed. Amen. Let me say it again. Jesus is risen. Amen. Because he is risen, he said that, that this, this, this man Christ Jesus, this God-man, in Philippians 2.9 says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Now think about that. God said his son humbled himself, came, died on the cross, and because he humbled himself and died on the cross for us, he took his name and exalted it above every name that is above on the earth. Woo! Every name. Now think about this. He goes on and says, So that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Man, I'm telling you, I get excited when I think about that. I, I get so excited. I, I, I am so thankful for people that will voluntarily bow their knee before Jesus right now. But the day is coming when whether they are voluntary or not, they will bow before Jesus Christ because he is the Lord of lords and he is the King of kings. I'm telling you, I, the day that I received Jesus Christ, the day that my eyes got open to him was the greatest day of my entire life. And so when I come to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, I come to celebrate life. I come to realize that, that this Jesus is the one that I want to bow my knee to. 
I'm not going to tell you I'm not all, I, that I'm always obedient because I'm not. There are times that I'm disobedient, but I am so thankful for the blood that was shed that even in my iniquity, my, my willful sin, I can come to the blood, I can come to the throne of Jesus and ask for the blood to be applied and I can be forgiven for what I have done. And I, I don't take that for granted. And the older I get, the more I realize that how much I needed this Savior. I know why his name is above every name. Any name that can wash away sin has got to be the greatest name that has ever been on the planet. Now, he didn't just cover them over like the blood of bulls and goats. He forgives them forever and ever and ever. I, I kind of think about the people that talk about when they go before the white throne judgment and God starts naming all of their sins. And I'm going, how can he do that? He said he put them in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered. You see, Jesus said when we're forgiven, we're forgiven. Those things, have been, those things have been washed from us. And so when he reads the record, the record is the blood of Jesus. I saw uh, 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 on Facebook one of those pictures, and it said that when the death angel passed by, he did not look to see who was in the house. He just looked to see if the blood was on the doorpost and the lentil. And I thought, Hallelujah, that's the way that the Father is going to see us. That when we stand before him, it's not, did we do it exactly right, but do we have the blood applied to our life? And it's because of the blood of Jesus that we get to go and spend all of eternity with him. Can you say amen? It is so exciting to think about that. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said, not, on, not only will every need say, but Jesus himself said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority has been given to me. Come on, that means that Jesus is not waiting to take authority. It's already been given to him. The Jesus that we serve, he is a mighty, mighty God. He is, he is greater than anything on the earth. Our God is not a baby in a manger. He's not a man walking around healing people. He sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He is already King of kings and Lord of lords. All authority is in his hands. I'm telling you, this is not a weak Jesus. We may have weak faith, but it is not a weak Jesus. We need to be increasing our faith and our understanding. In Revelation 19, 11, John says, Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. Aren't you glad Jesus is faithful and true? Woo, I am so glad. I am so glad that he is faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. I think I said this in Bible study Friday night, that People see Jesus, and the only thing they see is the merciful side of Jesus. They don't understand the warrior king Jesus. They don't understand that he's coming to rule out of strength and out of power and out of his glory, and that he will make war. Turn to your neighbor and say, he'll make war. That's what the Scripture said. He's going to make war. And it said, his eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. That means that... He, he has all authority. Every king will bow 
before Jesus Christ. And he has a name that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dripped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure were following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. Mm, think about that. The word will strike down the nations. Those that refuse to bow, those that refuse to bend before him. He says, I will come. God gives us every opportunity. We don't even understand. We talk about the tribulation of the book of Revelation. But when we talk about that tribulation, that's really the mercy of God being poured out through his judgment that gives the people one more time to repent. But even with one more time, instead of repenting, there will be great falling away and there will be the shaking of the fist at God himself. And these that will just refuse to do it, God says, if you refuse and refuse and refuse and refuse, you leave me no choice. Now think about that. God says, you leave me no choice except to execute judgment upon you. But God is able, and God will bring that justice and judgment. It said, it said that from his mouth a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty, and on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Come on, blow the horn for Jesus one time. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Woo! I love it. I love it. King of kings and Lord of lords. That means there is no greater one. And so when we worship Jesus and when we pray, I don't, I don't know how you pray, but when I pray, first thing I think about is the lamb that was slain. The next thing I think about is king of kings and Lord of lords. Because I want you to understand that I'm not praying to one that's powerless. I'm praying to the one that holds all power and holds all authority. And then my final thoughts, I can't just quit at that point, but I have to come to the final thought, which is the bridegroom God. Revelation 19.6 says, Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Amen. So he's the bridegroom God. He is the one that loves. Amen. Come on. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Woo. So it's, we're thankful for the, for, for the fact that he has the mercy, but not only the mercy, but the great tender love greater than any man has ever loved a woman. That's the way Jesus loves us. And so this morning, as we celebrate resurrection, as we celebrate the name of Jesus. Let his name be exalted. Let his name be high and lifted up. Let our knees continually bow. Let us walk in the humility. Let us accept all that Jesus Christ has done for us. We want to walk in the power of his love and the power of his forgiveness. We want to walk in the, in the glory of the Holy Spirit that he has sent us. And so this morning, I just want to pray for you and bless you. Father God, we thank you first that you held the rain off till the very end. Lord, we want to thank you for the time to come together to worship you. Lord, we want to thank you 
that you came and died. But Lord, we celebrate this day your resurrection. We celebrate the joy of life from the grave. Lord, we thank you because you came out of that grave. We're going to come out of the grave as well. Lord, we just give you praise, honor, and glory. Now, Lord, I just release blessings over each person here that the face of the Lord, that you would shine upon them, that the voice of you, that your voice, that they would hear, that we would hear, that, Lord, that we would walk in the, in the, that the love, that we would feel the very presence of your love. Lord, we don't want to take a step without knowing that you're with us. Lord, I just release blessings, blessings, blessings on the congregation of the Lord now. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.